The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. Testing. Okay, all right. So um, I wanted to do this video, which uh, was inspired by, or podcast if you're listening, it was inspired by working through my third grader's um, ELA, English language uh, part of his class today, and I realized, like, as I was going through it, that, oh my gosh, this is the reason why so many writers get this messed up, and the title of this episode is, um, Grammar as a Kid is Wrecking Your Writing Pronouns. <laughs> so, uh, you know, last year was crazy. I mean, like, last school year, we basically had to switch to remote learning without any anything. Uh, and then this year, the, my kids were doing hybrid until we had another, like, crazy outbreak of corona. And um, they sent the kids home and they started remote learning without telling, without teaching the kids how to use the new technology that they had established. So it was, you know, it was rough, a little trial by fire situation. Uh, I feel like this week we're finally finding some kind of normalcy with it. Um, but so I was going through my son's workbook stuff with him today and I realized, oh my gosh, this is where it comes from. And, uh, you know, there's this one sentence that he had to rewrite and the instruction said, replace the underlined word with the appropriate, appropriate pronoun. That's a mouthful, appropriate pronoun. Um, and it said, Bill helped Martin with his math homework and Martin was underlined. So basically what the teacher wanted my son to do was to rewrite the sentence so that it said, Bill helped him with his math homework, which doesn't really make sense as a sentence because we don't know uh, who Bill is helping and we don't know whose math homework it is. So I was like looking at this and I'm like, Hmm. All right. And I thought back to my grammar lab course and we had like a thousand, it felt like a thousand examples like this on one of our tests that we had to correct because we don't know who Bill's helping, like which, who is a Bill helping? Whose homework is it? And hello. And so we, I was working through this sentence with him, and he's like, all right, Mom, I fixed it. It says, Bill helped him with his math homework. And I was like, oh, man, if this was on my test in my editing course and I left it like that, I would get a minus. Like, I would get it wrong. And so I, I was like, why? Why is this a problem? Because it's vague language. And I realized, like, okay, listen, 
When we're in third grade, we can't understand these complicated issues. We can't understand that pronouns can hurt us more than help us in these situations, right? So the teachers are like, okay, so you don't want to keep using the same proper noun over and over again because it's repetitive, which in the editing world we would call a redundancy. And we don't like redundancies because they create reader confusion and reader irritation. So the the thing that the teacher is teaching to the kids is right. We should not use proper nouns more than we need to. However, if we use too many pronouns, we get what's called vague language, and it's confusing to the reader. And so I had so many sentences like this one on one of my tests when I was taking Grammar Lab, which was the most difficult class um, out of my whole copy editing certificate program. And so, you know, I can understand that this is a complicated thing to teach to a third grader. But the problem is when we get older, when we're, you know, our, our understanding has expanded, uh, we don't get taught to undo this. And we end up with sentences like... Uh, Bill helped him with his math homework. And even if you look at the original sentence, which was Bill helped Martin with his math homework, there are two boys in the sentence, right? And we have his homework, so we don't know whose homework it is. So the way that I would have corrected it in order to get a passing mark on my exam uh, in in the grammar lab, in the copy editing certificate program, would be that I would change it to, um, I would change it to Bill helped Martin with Martin's math homework. And you might be like, oh, that sounds so convoluted. That sounds like way too many proper nouns. But that's the only way to write that particular sentence with the understanding of whose homework is needs help who actually needs help in this situation and so if you're like Kristen I hate that sentence I would be like okay you're right it's not a good sentence why don't we recast it why don't we change it so that we don't have the vague language so like you could say something like Martin needed help with his homework Bill was there or like Bill helped him out or um, Martin needed help on the assignment. So Bill came over and they did homework together. Basically, any variation of that would sound less awkward than Bill helped Martin with Martin's homework, which is what you're trying to avoid. But the, the truth is that we are taught to use this vague language because grammar teachers tell us that we shouldn't use too many proper nouns, that we should use pronouns instead, and then we end up with this problem. And I will say that as a copy editor, it's my job to help you with the problem, okay? You don't have to unlearn this if you're going to hire a good copy editor, but I will say that if you have hired a copy editor and you are having them fix all of these vague language issues, then you can do it better. Your, I mean, you can correct that yourself and then let the copy editor focus on things that are actually going to make your manuscript um, more polished and come across better. Like, this is something you can do on your own and fix on your own so that when you pay the copy editor, you're not paying them to focus on little mistakes like this that you could easily adjust. And so, listen, I, I'm telling you right now how to unlearn this. 
when you have a sentence, if you have two females and you have she, or you have two males and you have he, use their names. And if it sounds awkward, recast the sentence. You need to make sure that the meaning that you intend is actually there. So let's say, for example, that I did get the sentence, um, Bill helped him with his homework in a manuscript. You know what I would do? I wouldn't just fix it. I would query the author and I would say, did you mean that Bill that Bill helped someone else with his homework or that Bill uh, is the one being helped with it? Who's helping whom? That's what I would ask. And then I would adjust that sentence. So this is something that is basically oversimplified for the sake of being able to teach little kids, but not adjusted to correct understanding when those kids get old enough to expand what they know and how they understand things. And uh, as you're going to hear in the next episode, and these episodes are short but sweet, um, is there? there's a similar situation that happens with adverbs, and I'm going to go into that. And I just want you to remember that when you are clear, your reader, your reader will not be confused. And confused readers always quit reading, just like a confused customer won't buy, right? That's like a sales thing. So... If you have a problem with pronouns and vague language, the root is likely in your third grade class, which now you can move past because I've told you how to do it. And if you need a reinforcing uh, lesson on this, you can go ahead and go to literarysymmetry.com forward slash blog, and you're going to see this article along with the adverb article. And that way you can stop doing this thing that's simple enough for you to fix on your own. And that way your copy editor can really focus on bigger issues and on making your manuscript even better in the short amount of time that they have. All right. Okay. So that's it for me today. Remember, it is never too late to write the story of your heart. Have a good one. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing. <laughs>